Hey, good afternoon and welcome back to the Yes Functional Longevity Podcast. We'll give you insight on how to get fit, feel younger, and live better. Uh, my name is Chris Borda, a best-selling author of Get Stronger, Live Longer, the expert's guide to strength training for longevity, and owner of Yes Fitness for, it looks like now, 23 years we've been in business. Yes, sir. We don't have an official birthday or when we officially opened. But it was sometime in March of 1998, so 23 years we've been at this now, and uh, evolved tremendously. Um, geez, we continue to evolve, evolve day in and day out, actually. So today, what I have for you is some more information on how to live a little better. We're going to talk about what Davis Law has to do with living better. Davis's law, how it came about, and how that affects your ability to live a better life, to live a longer life, not just longer, but to extend your health span. That means living better longer. Last week, if you didn't catch it, I talked about the uh, Functional Aging Institute certification I just got and, um, and how they take a look at physical function, the different areas of neuromuscular function, uh, cognitive and emotional function, mobility, balance, musculoskeletal and respiratory. And Davis's law has something to do with each of these areas. And I'm not going to break down all the different areas again, the different components of each one. There's four or five or six things in each one, each area that needs to be taken into effect or thought about or addressed, I should say, in a really well-defined exercise program, one that's really going to help extend your health span. But Davis's law definitely has to do with mobility, balance, musculoskeletal issues, and strength, endurance, and all that type of stuff. So let's get into it. So the term Davis's law is named after Harry Gassett Davis. Davis, he's an American orthopedic surgeon. He was well known for developing traction methods. Its earliest known appearance, Davis's Law, is back in John Joseph Nutt's 1913 book, Disease and Deformities of the Foot. It's kind of the first time that this came out. So what does Davis's Law state? Why is it so important to your ability to live a longer, healthier life? Well, Davis's Law states that soft tissue models along the lines of stress whatever, however it's stressed, that's how it's going to model. And this is important to know because when soft tissue rebuilds itself, it does it in a random fashion, usually not running in the same direction as the muscle fibers. This means that it acts as a roadblock and prevents the muscles from moving properly. So just to quickly define what soft tissue is, it connects and supports other tissues and surrounding organs of the body. They include muscles, including the heart, fat, blood vessels, nerves, tendons, and the joints. So when that's when any of that soft tissue gets stressed, it's going to remodel back to a specific way. And we need to know that when we're trying to develop an exercise program. So as described, Davis's law how soft tissue, the ligaments, and tangs of fascia adapted by the imposed demands. It's very similar to Wolf's Law, which we're going to talk about probably next week if I can figure out how to be able to share my screen. 
during these presentations. Uh, it's the same phenomenon that occurs in the bone, Wolf's Law. Whatever stresses are put upon the bone, that is how it's going to adapt, or whatever stresses are not put on the bone, or whatever stresses are not put on the soft tissue, the ligaments, the tendons, and the fascia, how it's not going to adapt, or the way that it does adapt. So essentially it says your muscles or your structures in your body will adapt to the stimuluses that are placed upon it. So if we want bigger quads, okay, we have to train for bigger quads. We have to have our program designed to train for bigger quads. Probably no one listening to this wants to have bigger quads, but it's just an example. If you want to be a better squatter, you have to squat more, okay? If you want to be able to handle more weight, you have to progressively overload the muscles so that they just say, you know what, I need to get stronger to adapt. So the ligaments, the tendons, all that tissue is going to adapt to that specific stimulus. Kind of makes sense. We've talked about it. We want to progressively overload so we continue to have some stimulus on the muscle fibers so that they adapt. That's what we're looking for. We're looking for adaptations when we train. We're not looking to just train and beat ourselves up. We want to try to train with a specific adaptation to occur. Now that's what the key is right there. That's what Davis Law says. Whatever that specific stress is on the body, that's what's going to remodel as. So if you're training to get stronger, you need to have that stimulus to adapt. So let's just take, for example, the knee extension machine. When you're sitting on a knee extension and you're just flipping your leg out, I guess you want to help adapt the, adapt the body to, to create a stimulus, that adaptation to be able to kick a rock better down the road because that's what that actual machine does. It just allows you to kick a little bit better. Not very functional, right? But that's neither here nor there. What we're trying to do is we're trying to talk about adaptations. So for strength, we need to make sure that our program in those different areas is at a stimulus to create a specific adaptation. So if we're talking about jumping, okay, jumping is going to have a different adaptation. It's going to create a different stimulus on those muscles, on the fibers, than strength training or just doing lifting weights is going to do, right? Or if you go to throw something, it's going to be a little different adaptation than if you're just doing a slow motion bench press. Why is that all important? Because we know and we've talked about how important it is to develop power. Power is involved in so many different areas of the body in what we do. Power is more important or used more going upstairs than strength is. Power is used more to get up and down out of a chair than strength is. So we really want to make sure they're developing power. So in our program, not to say you don't want to develop power, not to say you don't want to get better at squatting, not to say that you don't want to get stronger with squatting, but squatting is not going to create the adaptations that you want to help to develop power, to be able to get up and down out of the chair faster. And you're thinking, okay, well, you know, I'm 45 or 50 years old, 55, 60, whatever it might be. I can get up and out of the chair okay. Right now, you can get up and down out of the chair okay. But if you don't continue to train it, you're going to have difficulties getting up and down out of the chair as you age. And we know that power is super important to be able to prevent falls, to be able to catch the body, to decelerate, to accept those forces when we have to step our foot out quickly and catch ourselves so we don't fall. We also want to train the body. We don't have the right stimulus to have the adaptations to be able to move that foot quickly 
when we are about ready to fall when we trip. So all those different areas need to go into a well-designed strength training program. It's not just about getting on a leg press and see how much weight I can press with my legs. Sure, that's great, you're gonna get a little bit stronger, but that isn't going to adapt the body to be able to stop or prevent you from falling because it hasn't taught it to be able to accept the load of the body in a deceleration fashion. It hasn't taught the body to be able to move the foot quickly to be able to get your foot out underneath you when you go to fall. So that's why it's so key to understand Davis's law, that when we're putting together a program, we don't just want to get on machines and go around a bunch of machines. Are you going to get stronger? Hmm. The muscles specifically are going to get stronger, but they're not going to get stronger in a functional way, and they're not going to help you develop power. Power is so important. It's not going to help you with your balance and your fall prevention all areas that we should be thinking about when we're developing a program. In turn, if we're getting down and we're going to the gym and all we're doing is jumping on an elliptical machine or a treadmill doing cardio after cardio, we know that the body likes to catabolize muscle. It wants to burn that muscle rather than burn the fat. And you'll notice as we get older and we get in our 40s, I have so many women come to me in their 40s, 45, say, oh, I used to just be able to get on the elliptical and go for 45 minutes and I would lose this fat. Well, what you've done is you've destroyed your muscle mass all these years, and it's going to make even that more harder, that more difficult, not harder, that more difficult to lose the fat. So getting on that machine, going to the gym, okay, I'm going to the gym, I'm going to go down there, I'm going to sweat it out on that elliptical machine for 45 minutes. It did nothing to help you get stronger. It did not put in the principles of Davis's law to adapt those muscles to get stronger, to improve power, to improve your fall prevention, to move the foot a little bit faster and all those things. So you have to think about that when you're putting together your program. What am I trying to accomplish? What are the adaptations that I'm trying to have occur from the stimulus that I'm going to put on them in my strength training program or my exercise program, not just strength training. And I hear talk, clients talk about this all the time, how they just don't move as well. They're getting stiffer. They've lost flexibility and mobility. This is a perfect example of Davis's law. The ligaments and the soft tissues, when under even a moderate degree of tension, and if that tension is unremitting, they will elongate. They'll get longer, right? They're going to get, that's how we get more flexible, right? We start to move a little better. But on the contrary, when the ligaments, or rather the soft tissues, remain uninterrupted repeatedly, if they're loose or in a lax state, they will gradually shorten, and they will shorten over time. And that's how we just get tighter and tighter and tighter. So if we want the muscles to adapt, if we want to feel like we're going to move better, be more flexible, have more mobility and things like that, we need to put that stimulus on the muscles so that will remodel the way that we want it to remodel. We want it to remodel longer, right? Mother Nature never wastes her time on maintaining a muscle or a ligament at its original length when the distance between two points of origin and insertion is for any considerable time without interruption or shortening. So origin and insertion, what do those terms mean? Origin is one point where the muscle um, begins and insertion is the other end of the muscle. So just think of the two ends of the muscle. So what it's saying here is if my bicep stays like this for a long time, okay, it's just shortened 
and it's not asked to lengthen, over time, that muscle is going to shorten. So I'll give you a great example of how with this. Um, way back in my early 20s, somewhere along the time, in the early 20s, I was playing some a football, and I went to go catch a pass. It was out of bounds, and I dove for the ball, and I ended up separating my shoulder. So, you know, go to the hospital, ambulance ride, all that kind of stuff, go to the hospital. And finally, I see the doctor, and the doctor says, okay, we're going to put your arm in this sling, and you're going to hold it just like this in this position, and uh, you're just going to hold it like that until I see you again. So I left my arm in that position for whatever it was, six or eight weeks, just slid my shirt on and off all the time. I never tried to extend it, never tried to move it. When I go back to the doctor, whatever it was, six or eight weeks later, the doctor said, okay, let me see you move your arm, and my arm barely moved. Why is I didn't move it all that time frame? I misunderstood his instructions. He wanted me to kind of really not use it, but he wanted me to move it a little bit. All that fascia, all those ligaments, tendons, all just tightened right up and froze right there so I couldn't move my arm. I can tell you that was not fun. When I went to physical therapy, I had this little tiny physical therapist, this guy, I laid down on the table face down, and he put his foot right on my wing bone here, okay, right on my scapula, and he took my arm and put one foot on there, and with both arms rolled like he was rowing a boat, and I would scream at the top of my lungs. I would literally sit in the car crying before I would go in there. I certainly was crying when I left. But that's what happens. That's what happens. That's Davis's law. It, if we're not making that body move in a fashion that we want it to, it's going to tighten up. So, I mean, take a look at a moment here. Look at it when we were toddlers, okay? Most of us would envy to have that mobility and flexibility now, to be able to just sit in a squat like they do. What happens over time? We don't continue to move that way. Things get a little bit tighter, our mobility lessens a little bit, and next thing you know, we're fighting injuries, back injuries, knee injuries, because we don't have that mobility. We don't have the flexibility that we need. So there's some solid reasons why Davis's law will affect your health span, your ability to live longer and a healthier, better life. So think about it when you're developing your programs. Make sure we're getting a stimulus in that program that's going to elicit the adaptations that we're looking for. If we're looking to get stronger, we got to make sure that we have enough overload that the muscles are going to get tired eventually so that they're going to say, hey, I need to get stronger. If we want the muscles to move fast, just make sure that oh, that overload is fast so that over time the muscles will say, hey, I need to develop the fascia to be able to move fast. If we want to be more flexible, let's do the stretching that we need to do to continue to maintain or improve our flexibility. I hope this is helpful for you. Um, always, if you have any questions, put it in the comments or get a hold of me. I'd be more than happy to help you figure this all out because it's the way Davis's law with fascia in muscle is how we, how we age. And if we want to age better, we need to be addressing Davis's law. Well, I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to what I have to say today. Uh, I look forward to giving you more information next Tuesday. And I uh, hope it was helpful. And I'll see you again next week with more information on how to get fit, feel younger, and live better. Thanks for watching. Have a great evening.